Hello, welcome to Kiara Gets Drunk and Talks About Music. Today we are talking about Confessions by Usher, released in 2004 under Arista Records. And my guest is Farah. Yeah! Hi, Farah. <laughs> Hello. Thank you so much for coming and talking to me today. Thank you for having me. I am so excited. I, I think we literally just spent the last hour talking about how excited we were to talk about Usher today. And yeah. Just, even just catch up in general, because it's been a little bit. It has been a hot minute, for and I was, sure. I was, I was trying to think about it today. How long do you think you and I have been friends because I feel like we met in school mm-hmm. but like second year not first year I feel like yeah I feel like the official meeting was second year through our friend Riley yes sure. mutual friend yes. shout out to my girl Riley um and I think we got to really get to know each other because uh well first of all we're both big fans of the song Gold Digger by Kanye yes which was basically the soundtrack to my university career very great podcast on um Kanye by the way thank you very much <laughs> that's just a little plug for episode four for any plug. of you who haven't uh, gone and listened yet we and yeah we guess we we started hanging out in like second third year mm-hmm. and uh it's just been uh, it's just been good ever since you and I see each other not super often mm-hmm. um which is bad we should probably make more of an effort as it's coming out of my mouth I'm I like, know uh, I don't see her that often <laughs> but she's coming on the podcast anyways no obviously yeah. I'm very happy <laughs> limited to close friends and only close friends here on the podcast no girl <laughs> friends not allowed <laughs> I am happy to have you thank you so yeah, much for coming welcome. obviously we're talking uh confessions today we are. 2004 so 2004 you and I were 10 Oh, yes. So, like, 10-year-old Pharaoh, what was she into? What kind of music was she listening to? Yeah, I was super into the R&B stuff. I was into the early 2000s. That was, like, my heyday. I feel like I lived my heyday before I really got into my heyday. Gotcha. Because the music was so good in the early 2000s. We got J-Lo. We had, you know, Sierra coming out, Usher. Um, you know, all of this R&B coming out. And I was a huge, huge fan of Usher. I think one of my first music videos that I ever saw was yeah by usher oh my god like who didn't see that video yeah. that yeah. that's like <laughs> fucking slams it slams and i've always wanted a hype man like R- Lil john you would yeah. i used to play volleyball and you know you would always want someone like Lil john in the stands like you miss a shot you're like okay and then you got someone you know you're you got a shot you got a point whatever he'd be like yeah you know you just want that hype man in your life and that song is kind of carried through with me you know up until I was a teenager, through university, that song comes on to the club and you just know the do 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 do. Like you're ready. You're ready. Like you're ready to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I So a little bit different for me, uh, when I was 10, I wasn't really into the R&B thing. I mean, like the big mm-hmm. guys, like you mentioned, like obviously somebody like J-Lo. Do you remember like J-Lo and Ja Rule, Get Real? Oh my God. Where she's in oh like the God. pink like sweatsuit with the shorts. I was like, that was that was a video that my brother and I illegally downloaded and put on our computer. That was and a great song. Great song. But so I was into like the, the mass hits, I would say the mm-hmm. R&B hits, but mm-hmm. I was uh, more of like a pop person when I was 10 years old you seem like you're a very a seasoned <laughs> R&B specialist thank you so I try <laughs> you are the perfect guest for today's episode so okay Farah. <laughs> this is what happens. I'm trying to like I'm gonna take a drink have a drink <laughs> have a drink, drink first have a drink hey. and let me figure out what the fuck I want to say so let's go back to 2004. Okay. The big question, who is Usher Raymond? Who let's is let's, Usher let's answer Raymond? that question right now. Usher, he is an R&B singer. He's a dancer. He is a dancer. He's a great dancer. A fantastic dancer. I think, you know, him, Neo, Chris Brown, if I may mention, all great dancers, all getting cues from the Michael Jackson. Of course. But Usher was kind of the first one that came onto the scene that was kind of like that. 
Absolutely. And he's obviously very, um, he's been very successful in his mm-hmm. very long career. He released his first album in 1994. Mm-hmm. He's got eight Grammys under his belt and 18 Billboard Music Awards, which is quite the accomplishment. I'm very proud of Usher Raymond. Go Usher. And I was even more surprised to learn when I was doing my research. So his first album that came out called Usher, yeah. he was only 16. And I was like, when mm-hmm. I was 16, I was not, first of all, I did not look like that. Like no. he looked amazing. I, that's, that's the power of money, people. Power money. of money. <laughs> but like also kind of jailbaity. Like he was A really good bit. looking. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was 16. I think in that scene, they do try to hype up the sex they hype yeah. up a lot of that and you know the sex appeal of usher was essentially what helped him sell so he was 16 and he was already you know seeing things that 16 year olds shouldn't be seeing but that was his new life as the singer and its artist so totally and it's it's kind of funny too how like you know when justin bieber started coming out yeah. like he ended up signing with usher like he he's he's kind of lived the same kind of rise to fame that usher lived right and i think yeah. that's probably why he connected with him and wanted to sign with him so i was personally hoping for the justin squared bieber and timberlake but that never happened yeah so it's you know okay. what i'm surprised that that didn't happen i feel like if i was in that situation i would have gone with timberlake but like yeah me I too mean, to each know. their own so obviously first title album came out age of 16 but he really started to gain traction after the album or after his second album was released yeah. in 97 which was my way which was one of his big ones mm-hmm. um as big as that album was though confessions is his biggest it sold 20 million albums worldwide crazy 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 and it had four consecutive number one hits which were we've already talked about it yeah obviously burn mm-hmm. confessions part two and my boo which is like a, a bonus track on confessions with the the duet with alicia keys which like i forgot how much i loved until i heard it again and i was like oh yeah this is a good one such a good song such a good one yeah um and the album itself was a little bit controversial because a lot of people thought it was about usher and chili from tlc mm-hmm. and about how he cheated on her because all like it's an album predicated on cheating essentially yes he's confessing he's confessing he's confessing like not only like a chick on the side a crib and a ride but a baby <laughs> yeah like there's many things there's he's confessing to and because they broke up around the time that this album got released everybody was like oh my god usher cheated on chili and it was this whole thing but in 2013 chili cleared the air she was like no he never cheated on me this whole thing his the produce one of the main producers on his album was Jermaine Dupree. This was Jermaine Dupree's story. Yes. That he told through Usher. I think some people still get that mixed up. So just want to sh- say shout out to Usher. Usher did not cheat. It was Jermaine Dupree. All Jermaine Dupree's fault. Yes. Jermaine Dupree has the crib on the side, the crib on the ride and a, the chick on the side with a crib and ride. Telling you so yeah. many lies. Yeah, that was all Jermaine Dupree's <laughs> fault. But like the thing that the thing that's funny, like in listening to this is like they're pretty vivid. So they are very vivid. It's hard to imagine like it's not Usher. It's true. He's like he he really like lived in it. But what what triggered it for me is I think Chili's in the music videos and i'm like if he cheated on her she would not be in the videos do you know what i mean yeah so i mean again we can kind of let usher off the hook for that one although it is an album completely based on cheating he was faithful to chili and chili admitted that so mm-hmm. that's a little, a little history, history of usher and of usher 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 if you will as <laughs> yeah. uh who says it like oh ludicrous luda 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 <laughs> we'll get to we'll get to luda luda is coming you were coming 
Farah, I obviously want to talk to you about how you started listening to this album yeah. and some of the songs that you loved and some of the songs that you maybe didn't like as much. But um, we've got some pretty amazing drinks that we're drinking tonight. Uh, I worked really hard prepping this before you got here. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> because I, I made my own uh, lime twists, which was new to me. And they, they don't really look that great. But They like, twisted. They twisted. They yeah. were twists of lime. So for those of you to appease your burning curiosity, where did I put my twist of lime? I put it in something called an Alizé spritz, mm-hmm. which neither Farah or myself have drank before tonight but i can confirm it is quite delicious it's quite good yeah i'm pretty happy with it i'm having a great time (laughs) so as per the lyrics in track 12 bad girl for sure she take that hypnotic or alizé between the two i chose alizé because i couldn't find hypnotic yeah so (laughs) alizé was the one we're drinking tonight now if you want to get in the same mindset that farah and i are in and you maybe want to listen to some smooth r&b and drink down some uh, alizé spritzes these are not hard to make we made them so that should trigger <laughs> to you that they're very easy unless yes. you want to twist a lime because that was like fucking pulling teeth but you need a couple ounces of alizé you need a couple ounces of prosecco you can top it off with as much soda as you like fair and i chose less soda not that much not that much soda and then you just garnish it with whatever you do so desire so a lime twist a, a lime wedge Mm -hmm. perhaps a lemon twist if i were to get so bold yes i don't know grapefruit we in this podcast going up on a tuesday it's great yeah it's literally tuesday so Mm -hmm. work is gonna suck so we've got our drinks farah are you ready to get into confessions are you ready to confess i'm ready to confess like it ain't no thing i love it let's go back to 2004 first impressions farah when was the first time you heard this album so i never heard this album it was always songs usher songs i remember you know nine-year-old me or ten-year-old me going to school nerdy little kid yeah and i'm listening to songs about going to the club and And we're like what is a club like what's a club but no i feel like the internet existed and i was watching music videos and you know you'd see usher dancing and this and that and this was also the time when they they had eventually those uh video dances this much music video oh my god yes yeah and um, i forgot about much music video dance (laughs) Dance parties. These Usher songs that came on, like, yeah, is the first one that comes to my mind. They were like hype songs. And that was what got me excited. But the other part of it that got me excited was R&B was kind of like my sexual education. If I, I, mean, if I, I might say so. A lot of our sexual education. Yeah. A lot of it was, you know, Usher singing about being attracted to women, how he wants to treat the woman in bed. But also it was just catchy and I love to dance. So, you know, listening to these songs and being able to like dance to them and sing to them, that was where it all came from. Absolutely. And it wasn't like, because I remember doing dances to these songs as well. And like, I, I, it's like, I wasn't even thinking about the sexual component of them. Like, obviously, like you listen to the lyrics and you're like, okay, I don't really know necessarily what he means by that. But like, I mm-hmm. imagine that that is a fun thing to do with somebody like you just kind of like make up your own idea about what it is but when you're dancing to it I feel like it's pretty innocent and I even remember my parents sometimes when like they would hear these songs and they'd be a little bit like oh like I don't know if she should be listening to this yeah (laughs) they were like we'll we'll just like it'll just go over her head it'll go over her head so awkward I actually owned this album wow which is big because I didn't own like I said I wasn't into the R&B thing you're a real OG I was a real OG I bought this album at HMV HMV Oh yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing the cover and it's like Usher on the cover and there's like a girl kind of like in the background. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, I rem- I only bought it because I wanted to hear Yeah. Like, that's why I bought it. That is essentially why people buy albums. Exactly. Yeah. I had no idea about, like, the whole confession. Like, I no idea about any of that. And I remember listening to it. And, like, I would just kind of, like, skip to get to the songs that, like, I wanted. So, like, Which I was listening to Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when I was watching, like, obviously music videos and stuff, like, Burn was a huge single. So mm-hmm. I watched the video for Burn. Caught Up was a big video. So, like, I listened Caught to Up Caught Up. very good. Yeah. And uh, that was kind of, like, the only songs that I really listened to off that record. But I'm assuming like at some point I must have heard the other ones on here. And in my mind, I'm like, why the fuck did my parents let me own this? Like this is incredibly. <laughs> they just had no idea. It is. There's it, like, we're going to get into it in a minute, but there's some incredibly, incredibly explicit lyrics that uh, I'm surprised my parents weren't like, maybe we should take that CD out of your uh, bejeweled CD player, Kiara. Maybe you should listen to <laughs> church music. And looking back at it now, um, like when you and I decided that we were going to talk about this today, because it was actually your idea. Yeah, I was was listening to Kiara's podcast when I was on the road and um, I really liked it and I was listening to Usher's Confessions and I just felt like I had a lot to say. Yeah, girl. Like, so you're giving me a platform. You're ready to confess. Again. I'm ready to confess. You're ready to confess about confessions. Oh, man. And I think that's funny, too, because us as like two, yeah. you know, like normal 10 year old girls, like I like, it's like I knew it was about cheating listening to the songs, but it didn't like, like it didn't really phase me mm-hmm. listening to it now. It like infuriated me. Yeah, it infuriated me, but it also made me think about the complexity of cheating and how, you know, there's the regret component in it. There's also, you know, the guilt and the love, but the love that is lost. There's a lot of interesting stuff that happens when you're cheating on someone. And it's ironic because you think, oh, God, the cheater is always such a villain. They how could they do something like that? Right. But at the end of the day, like they're people, too, and they have those feelings and they have those feelings of regret and pain and guilt. And he sings about that. People fuck up. In this case, though, not Usher, Jermaine Dupree. Yeah, I would like to preface by also saying I do not endorse cheating, even though this was a great album. It's It seems to be glamorized in that industry. Absolutely. And we, when you and I were first texting about you coming on the pod too, because you had brought up confessions, and then I was even like, or we were talking about Shaggy. Like, yeah, um, Nelly, it wasn't me. Was and it Nelly, it was, it was so, you're right. It was glamorized. It was normalized. It was kind of like, cheating is cool. Like, yeah. that's kind of what it seemed like. Or it's like, you have so many women. It's like, how could you pick just one? Because there's so many women yeah and it was I, like a funny thing in that song too but you got me on the counter yeah wasn't, it like, wasn't me literally <laughs> so easy to sing i hate how much i sang that which brings me to my next point which we discussed in episode four about graduation the, the lyrics are demeaning and yet i still find an opportunity to like in my car or like making food i'm like singing along to like shaggy and like usher and then i'm like thinking about it or like kanye and i'm like ah like i don't like that i'm saying these yeah. words yeah and i feel guilty about it but then at the same time i'm like i really like this song this it's kind of really like that robin thick song where he's singing blurred about, lines yeah blurred lines so awful but how do you think it became so popular it was so catchy absolutely yeah. absolutely okay so we've talked about our first impressions do you mm-hmm. want to get into maybe some of the details of the album itself yeah let's do it pumped here we go so this album it's long as shit 17 songs plus four bonus tracks so out of our call it 21 songs that are in our yeah. repertoire what's one that you love right off the bat so confessions part two Perfect. Love it. Let's let's start with Confessions Part 2. What did you like about it? I thought that this song was like ripping off a Band-Aid. And my grade 4 self didn't know what relationships were, what cheating was, or all that stuff. But it still hit me, hit me hard. I got a lot of feels from it. And it just seemed like the song flowed really well. He's hitting us with the drama, the cold, hard facts that he's guilty. But it's it's so fucked, but it's so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I really like this one, too. My dark, twisted fantasy. Girl. Part two. <laughs> I, 
I definitely like part two better than part one. Same. Uh, I still like part one. So again, going back to me feeling guilty about singing this song, this is one that's on pretty much every playlist that I make. Yeah. Anytime I'm driving to like work or I'm like on a long car drive or I'm on a road trip or whatever, like confessions part two somehow makes it onto the fucking playlist, especially the part where he goes, um, uh, he's like talking about like riding in my whip, racing to her place, talking to myself, preparing to tell her to her face. She opened up the door and didn't want to come near me. Like, yeah. <laughs> my terrible I, drunk singing. Sorry. No, like, I, <laughs> I love that part and I sing that song so hard like mm-hmm. yeah like the one second baby like please hear me like I just yep. belt that shit out even though like I'm not even registering like oh my god like he got a chick pregnant and he's going to tell his girlfriend like yeah. he got another chick pregnant that like doesn't even cross my mind I just want to sing that like really like harmonized part the in my car part. the dramatic part girl absolutely I sure didn't have to go this hard for this album for us but he did but he did he took yeah. one for the team he took one for Jermaine he took one for Jermaine for sure <laughs> Jermaine was like, listen, like I went through some shit and like, I need you usher. Like I need you to just hook me up right now with some like bomb ass vibrato and some falsetto and yeah. just do the damn thing. And usher was like, I got you. I got you. fam. I got you fam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it, it's a good song. It's really, the beat is really, really nice in it too. Um, and I'm a big fan of actually spoken word in songs. So yeah, the part where he talks in like kind of near the end, mm-hmm. I actually really do enjoy. And that's him. That's the confession. That's him being like, the hardest part is like telling you a woman I love that I'm having a baby by a woman. I barely even know. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the, the honest part of it, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He says in it, this ain't about my career. This ain't about my life. It's about us. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, is it really about the two of them? Because I don't know. There's this other woman involved now, right? Yeah. Oh, and a fetus. And a fetus. And a fetus. (laughs) Like, she's three months pregnant and she's keeping it. Yeah. So we started off with Confessions Part 2. Maybe let's circle back and talk Confessions Part 1. Because that's actually one that I do also really, really like. Confessions Mm -hmm. is where it starts, right? Right. So I wrote down, like, Confessions, it's a true jam. I like it because it's kind of just like, it's me, Usher. I've been cheating on you for a really long time. Like, that's kind of like the opening song. Like, it's kind of like, (laughs) and this is the story I want to tell you. Like, hope you're okay with it. Sorry. Yeah. It's a lot. And like you mentioned before, a chick on the side, crib and a ride. Just think about all of those components and the amount of time that it would that one would need to obtain a crib and a ride with this chick on the side. Like that is commitment. And like Jermaine Dupree is like relatively famous. So I'm like, did you yeah. not think that like someone would see you? And yeah. he say that where he's like, we were like hand in hand in the Bev- in the Beverly Center, not giving yeah. a damn who sees me. And I'm like, but, but like paparazzi. Love knows no borders, you know? I, I suppose. Was it love? I don't know. Or I was suppose. it just an infatuation? Who knows? What I what I kind of what I think was missing from this song though, he like he goes into it, he's honest about it, he he hundred percent confesses to everything. Yeah. But he never actually apologizes. I feel like that's what was missing from the confessions part one, confessions part two, is he never says like sorry. He says like please hear me. Could you have just like not worked the words like I'm sorry into it? I'm sorry doesn't rhyme with the rest of the lyrics. Kira, that's why. Got to flow. It doesn't Roll off the, the tongue. Got to check on the side with the crib and a ride. That rolls off the tongue. It was like a confession, but also I'm gonna let it burn, baby. We gotta let this one go but i guess okay so because you said confession this like triggered this in me i guess when you confess something that's not really you asking for forgiveness uh no that's exactly what it that is. is exactly what it is <laughs> if 
thousand Hail Marys for you, Usher. It's more so of like, a, I'm just going to tell you everything because I would rather have you hear it from me than from somebody else, which he does say in one of his songs, if I do remember. Uh, yeah, he said it would be even worse if you heard this from somebody. Everything that I've been doing is all bad. bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so good. And I love how Confessions Part 1 and Part 2 sound very similar. Yeah. Definitely, I guess that makes sense because they, you know, are a pair, the duo. Yeah, it's literally like Confessions Part 1 is, hello, I've been cheating on you. Confessions Part 2 is, oh, and surprise, I have a kid. I have a kid on the way. Sorry. No, not sorry. (laughs) Not sorry. Let me just throw on this little beat here, put some slow jams on, and it'll be okay, baby. Uh, Farrah, what's another one that you really like? Ooh, let's talk about Burn. Ooh, Burn, baby, Burn. Mm -hmm. Okay, what is it that you like about Burn? Um, So it talks about the dangers of admitting to not wanting to be in a relationship with someone anymore. And I think that's really tough because it sounds like he's still in love with this other person, but he just doesn't want to admit to her that it's done. The relationship's done. And whether this is related to confessions or not is a completely other thing, but he's admitting that the relationship is damaged beyond repair and he's so fucked up, maybe consumed with guilt from his confessions that it's got to end. It's got to burn, baby. Yeah. And that's heavy. I totally forgot about Burn. Yeah. Like, even though it was one of those songs that I listened to when I owned the record, like, Mm -hmm. going back over the last couple weeks and listening to it again, I was just like, holy shit, Burn is great. And the music video where there's the house burning. Yeah. It's kind of cheesy. It's kind of cheesy, but, like, it works. Did you notice he, like, has an intro on all of his songs? Like, he's always, like, giving us the the Cliff's Notes version of what's going to happen in the (laughs) song. He's like man he's like sometimes baby like you just gotta let it burn and he's like it burns me to say this and i'm like just no like just go into the songs like we get it i mean he's not as bad as jason derulo but yeah, short and sweet like, yeah that's true usher has to give us like the full version he gives us a synopsis about what's about to happen like for every it's actually you know it's almost like every single song on this album and then it's funny because he has an intro to the record he does where he's he like does. he's like man like these are just these are my confessions. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I bought the album. Like, just get to the songs. <laughs> but you know what, though? I was listening to... So I listened to a lot of Timbaland. I listened to a lot of Neo. And they also kind of have similar components in those albums as well. Where they'll have, like, an inter... Or even Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake has a lot of interludes Fair. in his album. So I feel like... Fair. Justin Timberlake sings. But it's a component. Burn is one that I really like. It might be the most honest song in the record Mm -hmm. especially you know going back to what you said too it's hard to admit when a relationship has hit that point and i think it's very um vulnerable and self-aware of usher or jermaine to be like yeah you know what we've hit this we've hit this breaking point Mm -hmm. and sometimes like it's okay to just like just let it go even though this might bruise you let it burn you let it it's gonna hurt but we gotta let it go and i also have to i wrote down this was later right before you got here i was listening to this and i wrote down a lyric that i really liked it's been 50 11 days umpteen hours i'm gonna be burning till you return like so good (laughs) i don't i didn't know about the upteen like i literally had no clue what he was saying at that point so when i googled it i was like oh like up like it's like infinite like i'm like who knows how long and like 50 11 is not a real number not sure (laughs) but (laughs) he can confess but can he count (laughs) That's that the is the question. question girl. Out of five, six, seven, yeah. eight is all you can really do. And it's so fucking fun to sing along to. Fun to sing along to, but not in public. Not in public, obviously, but no. like in the safety of my car, girl, you know that I'm just like, like, baby, let it burn. Yes. Let it burn. <laughs> um, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with one that I love now. This is gonna be an obvious one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's my little joke. <laughs> my, so yeah, featuring Lil John. And Ludacris. 
the first thing I wrote was, oh my God. Like, yeah. Again, you brought it up when we were talking about just like our first impressions of the album. As soon as you hear the dun 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 dun. Yep. Dun 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 dun. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, oh my God, I love this so much already. And it hasn't even started. And then when you and came over, like just recently, when we were talking about Peace Up, A Town Down, that's the Atlanta symbol. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Peace Up, A Down. Like, what? I'm like what mean? the fuck does that mean what is an a what, what does that mean <laughs> I, I always thought it was peace peace out a town i shit you not you want to hear something super embarrassing sure i used to think he was saying pea soup <laughs> because there's also a point later in luda's verse where he goes i won't stop till i get him in their birthday birthday, birthday suit souped? i thought he was saying birthday soup all right as a 10 year old good christian girl that makes sense. I was thinking pea soup and then birthday soup. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. What, I don't know what birthday soup is, but okay. <laughs> the, the thing that I actually, I, I hate it and I also love it. It's a very difficult relationship with this song. <laughs> the Lil John feature. Yeah. Because like all he does in this song is yell. That's it's all true. he does. And like, yes, is he a great hype man? For sure. I will 100%. never, I would never be able to counter that. But like, if he wasn't in the song, like, would we miss it that much? Tough, man. Come on. Like you, you yell the yeah with Lil John. I guess I just, like, he just, he, he sounds like he just interrupts Usher. Like Usher's trying to be like, <laughs> like, just like super smooth and like talking about this girl on the dance floor. And then like Lil John comes in, he's like, okay. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> like, did we need that? It's like a little sports game instead. He's yelling. He's ready for Usher to get his game on. He's ready. He's just being, you know what? I take that back. He's just being a good hype man. He's being a good hype man. He's being a wingman. Yeah. I wish I was 19 when this song came out. Because I yeah. would have loved to have been in the clubs when this song first came out. This you know is what I, mean? what I imagined. This is what I imagined clubbing to be like. This is what I imagined clubbing to be like. And I was greatly disappointed when I hit the Vancouver scene and it was only EDM music. Well, and girl, like, yeah. so we, Farrah and I went to school together in Kingston and girl, it was not like this. No. In the, in the video for Yeah by Usher, he's wearing like a suit. Yeah. She's wearing like this beautiful dress. You did not see that in Kingston. No. I was wearing like, like jeans and like a tank top. And I was like, or like, no, jeans and a nice top. Yes. Jeans and a nice, nice top. top. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, that was the university girl going yes. out outfit. What yes. are you going to wear tonight? Jeans and a nice top. But hundred percent, if I was at a bar and I heard the song come on, I'd be like, everybody, let's go dancing. We're, mm-hmm. we're dancing right now. We, you have to dance to the song when you hear it. Um, and speaking of dancing, so my own personal confession mm-hmm. with this is when I was in grade five, mm-hmm. I auditioned for the talent show with a friend of mine okay i feel like little john i keep saying yeah and okay yeah okay, okay. keep going <laughs> we auditioned for the talent show to this song we did a dance to this song no yes do you have videos and so here's no damn it those should be burned so here's the fun part was we auditioned for it and got approved for it wow but because they didn't hear the whole song oh so the luda part they didn't hear they only heard like the first they i think they watched this audition for like maybe 30 seconds like it was like mm-hmm, it's elementary mm-hmm. school you know what i mean like yeah. it's like okay these girls can kind of dance like they seem like they're having fun whatever and then we had to perform it and we came off the stage and one of my like one of my teachers was like so um guys i think we're gonna need to change your song like it's oh, just a little no. inappropriate and i was like so confused i was like what like oh like okay and i was so like i was such like a teacher's pet good student where i was like oh my god like i've upset my teacher like something is wrong literally had no clue why and then i realized it's because like you've got luda <laughs> at the end being just like you hold the head steady i'm a milk the cow like i'm like yeah. oh yeah like, i guess that probably was a little bit inappropriate Luda Chrisville caused like double d's yeah, like, like <laughs> want a lady in the street but a freak in the bed yeah exactly and you have like 10 <laughs> year old girls dancing to this 
<laughs> we didn't know any better back Girl, then. We didn't know any better. I was just like, I like this song. I like the way Usher dances. We literally tried to copy the dance he does in Yeah. That is so good. So anyways, as much as I hate the fact that Ludacris's verse is what got us uh, shunned from this part of the talent show, I do love his feature. I love mm-hmm. his features regardless. I love the way he raps. I love the way yeah. he raps, like especially again because coming from like my ten year old self who loved pop music, when he did like the feature on "How Do You Sleep" with Jesse McCartney, mm-hmm. I love that Luda feature. And then "Baby" with Justin Bieber, when Baby, like that song yeah. went around. The, that song was huge. It's funny because a lot of people were like, "Why is Ludacris rapping with this white boy?" But it's huge. It's huge, that and, and huge. that's such like a good clean Ludaverse. This was not, this was PG-13 maybe, but like, again, I would not be allowed to see that movie at 10 years old. Yeah. Do you like this song? Are you a fan of, uh, I love this song. When he goes, we want a lady in the street, but a freak in the bed. Everybody sings that. I always sing that, but that's also my life motto. Maybe I should put that on Being a lady in the street. (laughs) (laughs) So good. That song is freaking amazing. Okay. Uh, what's another one you like? Let's talk about my boo for a little bit. This song resonated with me because... It's really cheesy, but my dad called me boo-boo. Oh, come on. That's I'm, cute. I'm admitting this in public now and everyone's going to be like, that's so cute. I'm going to be like, I shut the cute. fuck up. <laughs> well, maybe you shouldn't. Girl, you came on the podcast. Well, I came on the podcast t- and I got a little drunk. You surrendered so, your rights the moment you stepped in my door. Yeah, I signed a waiver. So anyway, <laughs> and also I think I grew a lot with this song because he's talking about his first love. Um, you know, when he says, put your lips like this, I was like, I've never been kissed before. <laughs> I'm nine years old and I just want to know what it feels like to be loved. And, you know, but I imagine it's like this. Yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> yes. I am with you, girl. I'm with yeah, you. Yeah. And um, Alicia Keys, I love her as well. And it was just a song that really resonated with me. Oh, I, I like that song, too. It was one of those ones, too, where the lyrics came like screaming back to me as soon as I heard it, where it was like, I don't know about y'all, but I know about us. And uh, it's the, the only, only way, way we, we know, know how, how to rock. rock. Yeah. Like I, I was like, oh, my God, I haven't heard the song in how many years mm-hmm. and it all just like came running back to me alicia keys man she's a fucking talent like she's so good and she's been around for a while and she's still making kick-ass music and she's got a great voice she's super talented i think this was like a match made in heaven for me it kind of rivals like the whole um kelly Rowland and nelly dilemma mm-hmm. thing like it, it's i mean different kind of song but the same kind of relationship you know what i mean also ja rule and ashanti Okay, like Great that's duo. like number one. Okay, fine. So number like one, <laughs> Ja Rule and Ashanti, and then I feel like Usher and Alicia Keys and Nelly and Kelly Rowland were like mm-hmm. close seconds. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, My Boo is a great song. I actually don't have a whole a, a ton of notes on it to be honest with you. I just know that I really, really liked it. And girl, I like Alicia Keys. She's it cool. Talks about the age of innocence and when you have totally. your first love and how you never forget about that first love. Kind of like that song, Old School Love, <gasps> by uh, Julie Brown. Yeah. Wait, no. Not Julie Brown. I thought it was uh, no Brown. Divine Brown. Divine Brown. Still miss that old school love. Not quite that dude. Oh yeah, right love. Yeah, it's like this imperfect love that you know it was before the fame, before you became the full person that you were. That person loved you for who you were at the time. They were your boo. They were your boo. And, you know, you're never going to forget that. You maybe grow apart. You become different people because you grow up. But they will always be your boo. And I will always remember my first love, my boo, you know? Your your boo-boo. My if boo-boo. You will. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. I'm kind of feeling like I kind of want to refill my drink. Yeah. Am I drinking too fast? No, it's okay. I just haven't been drinking enough. Okay. Why don't we take a quick breather? Let's refill a little bit, top it up, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about yeah, more songs that we like. 
Okay, the Alizé is flowing. We've got a couple topped up. Well, I have a topped up drink. Fair will be next. <laughs> the next one I wanted to talk to you about was um, Superstar Interlude, also Superstar. The first time I heard it, I hated it so much. I was like, the song is terrible. It's stupid. It's cheesy. And then I went back and listened to it again. And I've been listening to it like again and again and again and again. And now I actually really, really like Superstar. It didn't really require an interlude, but I feel like the actual main song itself was good. Um, We talked about Usher's amazing falsetto. And I like too that the roles are reversed in this instance. So like the woman he's talking about, like the superstar, she's like the famous one. She's got all the screaming fans and the paparazzi, whatever. And like, Mm -hmm. he's just like going to the shows, like supporting his boo, you know, like supporting his boo. He's yeah. supporting his boo. And he's the one, like, you know, he says, he's like, I, dwo- I drove 12 hours just to see your face. And, like, I'm in the front row. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I like that. As, like, a self-proclaimed fangirl, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I get this. Like, I, too, also drive long distances to go see bands that I really like. And I'm, like, in the front, just, like, goo-goo eyes over whoever is singing in front of me. So I'm like, I, I can appreciate that. I identify with this. And I was like, I identify, but is that bad? I don't really know. Again, this is one of these songs where I was kind of like, is a man going to do that for me? You know what I mean? Unrealistic expectations. Yeah. Like, is this man going to show up at the front row at whatever I'm doing and watch me do whatever? It's kind of dichotomous. R&B has these songs where it's singing about cheating, about girls, about multiple women. But then you have songs like this that are singing about how this man is so in love with a woman that he's willing to do anything and willing to just go the distance i always resonated with those songs of those guys going the distance because you know especially when he does the riffs and and all of that it's very passionate right totally you get yeah. that feeling you're like oh god yeah sure like sing it to me baby <laughs> be in the front row for me i want you but then you know he also sings about the cheating so it's like he a bad boy <laughs> he is a, ba- got a good side a bad boy. too he's got a good side too yeah, he can be sweet sometimes mm-hmm. he can be sweet sometimes this is a very sweet song though on the record it's probably the sweetest song in the record maybe like aside from i would say maybe simple things is one where it's also kind of a sweet song but i think I this one's sweeter do you why do you like simple things then i think it's because there are not a lot of songs in hip-hop and r&b that sing about this kind of topic and i know why you, you probably wouldn't like it it's probably really cheesy like it's the simple things na, 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 na. like we get it sometimes we get a little too caught up in our lives and we have to focus on the simple things but not a lot of songs are like that they're all like strippers hoes blow this and that like the glamorous life but this song is it's raw it's coming down to you know, sometimes we need to take that time to get to know each other, to focus on each other and see what we love about each other, to focus on being together. I get that. I think what I don't like is I can't see the sweetness in it because this album, because it's on this album. Uh, yeah. In comparison with the other songs, it's like, really? Because yeah, you like, had a chick on the side with a crib and a ride. I, mean. I was like, you've been, plenty, you've been spending plenty of time with her indeed. So like, I just, I didn't buy it. I didn't buy simple things, but it's weird then because going back to um, Superstar, I mm-hmm. bought Superstar. So maybe it was just because like Superstar was this like metaphor and he says it in that. He's yeah. like, he's like, don't worry. He's like, this is just a metaphor for like how I see you. Like he just wanted to like set the record straight. Whereas in this one, I felt like he was earnestly trying to be like, men, listen, it's me, Usher. Like, let me just, <laughs> let me sit you down. Literally and tell you with that interlude. Listen, it's me, Usher. Yeah. Your boy. <laughs> Your boy, Usher. Um, it just, it didn't, I didn't buy it. I thought it was yeah. fake. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Cause I didn't like Superstar as much as I like Simple Things. Oh girl, we're opposites. Do you have any more that you like? Caught up for sure. Ooh, okay. Let's do it. So first of all, it's, it's the beat and the hype, you know, it's a, it's a danceable song, but it's also like he is singing about how he's so caught up with a girl that he just can't function. And I've always, 
dreamed <laughs> of being that person that some guy is so caught up with that he cannot function, that he can't focus. He can't properly complete the heist. No. His mind is occupied. Yeah, like does not compute. So beautiful. I think for me, this song was more of a neutral for me. I liked it though because it was, you know, like he's talking about being a playboy. He's like, usually yeah. he's like, I'm the one he's like, girls get cut up on. And he's like, didn't bother me before, but now tables have turned. The tables have turned. Like, my, my, my. Oh, how the tables have, have turned. turned. <laughs> Do you remember that video of the Jonas Brothers? Of the Jonas I was just thinking of that. Google Jonas just Brothers Google table Jonas turns. Brothers tables have turned and you will not be disappointed. Oh but that's kind of what it is. I'm like, for yeah. me, I'm like, serves you right. Usher, you know what? Like you did some bad shit. Okay, again, Jermaine. Jermaine did some bad shit and Usher's just paying for it. He's getting the brunt of my aggression. Yeah. But that's what I like about it too. Is I, I like that it's the, the turntables situation, yes. if you will. I feel like the video maybe made the song for me too. That's probably what Such it was. Such a good video. Yeah. Such a good video. If you ever want to see Usher in wide leg pants wide pants yeah that was the style back then the wide. early 2000s they're wide and like his chain the chain with the monogram with the u oh baby it's a good chain uh i wanted to bring up a song that kind of grew on me as i listened multiple times over and that was bad girl mm-hmm. and yeah that one it reminded me of a Justin Timberlake song? Kind of. I can see why. The Future Sex Love Sounds thing where he or comes like in. like My Love. My, that was the exact song I was thinking of. It goes, yeah. na, 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 my love. And he's no, like give all away. high. Yeah. yeah That's I, kind I of that. the vibe that I got from Bad Girl. Again, hated it when I first heard it. I was like, Same. oh, I hate this so much. Yeah. And then the more I listened to it, and then when I heard the lyric, like, um, like for sure she take that hypnotic or Alizé, I was like, ooh, Alizé, let's do that. Yep. And then as the more I listened to it, I was like, ooh, I like this. It's definitely like a more primal song for sure. And it's about... Primal's a very good word. Thank you. We all want the people who are maybe bad for us sometimes too. So yeah. we've done the sweet thing. We did simple things. We did superstar. Now he's like, I want a bad girl. Yeah. So wants a lady on the street, but he's a freak in the bag. Freak in the bag girl he's like been giving us these hints the whole time um some of the lyrics i don't love there's a line where he says like i want to take one to the restroom one being a woman and i'm kind of like maybe you didn't need to say that and like there's a part near the end where he's like i'm gonna get me one of them Mm -hmm. one of them and then like i'm just kind of like really like you're you're just just picking one like we're not objects exactly so again the, the the feminist in me was a little bit like don't love don't love the lyrics uh, yeah but then it grew on me and then i was singing it in my kitchen when i'm making fucking pierogies you know yeah. what i mean like it's just sometimes that just happens yeah i feel like so my notes here is like it's indeed a celebration of girls who put out and are bad that in itself can be kind of you know feminist because we hone our sexuality we own it we are able to to be that way and and men should respect that but he also calls a woman abroad in the song i don't love that term I love that term you know if i'm gonna call myself abroad i'm gonna call myself abroad yeah, but, but ain't you, no man is calling me abroad <laughs> exactly <Yeah>. okay <laughs> Farrah, we've covered a lot of the songs that we love. What is one of the songs that you maybe don't love so much on this record? You know what? That's what it's made for. And I know I'm a little bit conflicted about it because it's like he is talking explicitly about sex. And like, fine. Okay. Like, good for him. Liberation. That's that's great. Totes, totes, totes. But it's like, first of all, like, it's not even like that catchy to me. And he's, you know, talking about a lot of things oh it's pretty like he does not shy away he he also talks about using protection which is very good but you know what's funny is like super ironic is that like he got a chick pregnant like five songs ago yeah so hello usher are you really <laughs> not own advice yeah are you really using protection are you i really don't like the lyrics on this song i was like 
crying laughing in my car at how ridiculous this was when I listened to it like I was on the 427 like stuck in traffic I should have been miserable and I was like crying actual tears because I was like this is too good some of the um you know Grammy worthy lyrics uh I'm about to nut up guess it's too late to turn back now like I'm just like why is this in the song yeah he's literally hitting it and quitting it you know that's what it is and like there's like a part near the end where it's like him and a girl talking and it's like the morning after and she's like trying to convince him to stay this girl isn't credited on the song it's not like featuring like i don't know like sarah johnson like you know what i mean like she doesn't get a credit but she's just like the voice like she's like a disembodied female voice disembodied is a key word there too she's just representing the many females that men not just usher would have hidden Jermaine. Jermaine. <laughs> Jermaine, looking at you, Jermaine. Oh my God, he's coming for us, ain't he? <laughs> I don't think Jermaine Dupree is listening to my podcast, no. but we can dream. Yeah, I would just imagine how awkward it would be like in that recording booth. It sounds like a porno. Like it really, like, a little I'm, bit. It sounds yeah. a lot like a really bad porno and i'm and i'm sorry usher if you're listening <laughs> along with jermaine they're like on the edge of their seat like i wonder what fair and Kiara are gonna say about my record like obviously from 2004 <laughs> i don't know i really just don't like it i hate it so much you know what's also mm-hmm. weird about this song there's like some like weird like jazz flute action yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. all i can think of is ron burgundy where he plays the jazz <laughs> flute like will ferrell playing the jazz flute. oh my god that's what it reminds me of so i'm just like i can't take this song seriously i'm sorry okay so one of the ones that i did not love was i think it comes right after that's what it's made for uh can you handle it i had that one too as not a love so yeah. i when i was on genius looking at the lyrics i saw that it was produced and co-written by robin thick and i'm like well that's why oh, like oh yeah yeah it's yeah so like creepy whisper where i'm like this makes but like you know the robin thick song sex therapy it's kind of like that song and i just like i got 30 seconds in and i was like i'm bored i just want to skip this i don't it was one dimensional it was one note didn't make sense it was literally like can you handle it yeah i can handle it that's the whole song in a word boring for me Mm -hmm. don't love it what's another one that you maybe don't love didn't jump my bones Um, bones. do it to me uh... tell me if you disagree but i felt like the first half of this album was so much better than the second half. I agree. When it, I was listening to this album, I actually found it a tough exercise to listen to the full album in its entirety because I was like, I love, you know, confessions. Yeah. And, and caught then up at the end, burn. my boo, caught up, my burn. And then all of a sudden you get to like these songs and then I'm like, okay. They all kind of sound the same. Like they're all the same thing. Yeah. 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 That's what I was thinking too. They all sound like the same thing and I was just not feeling it. I wasn't feeling it. No, ma'am. No, thank you. I will uh, take my business elsewhere. Okay. So truth hurts. I maybe want to get your perspective on. Mm -hmm. But here I also wrote down, you have to see this. Oh, how the tables have (laughs) turned. Like he's like, I paged you and you ain't hit me back. And I've been calling and I know you see my number on that caller ID. First of all, that's an old sentence because she paged him. She paged paged him. (laughs) It's so yep. easy to ghost people in 2019. Like in 2004, it was not that easy. He's no. like, I, t- I know you got my page. Yeah. I know you got my facts. It delivered. <laughs> my facts. I got the confirmation sheet. <laughs> oh it happened. God. It went through. Oh but God. I just can't. I can't take it seriously because I'm like, you just spent you just spent 99% of this album telling me about how much you cheated and how you got a baby on the way with another girl. Mm-hmm. And now like you're trying to get me, like you're trying to get sympathy from me. And I'm like, no. It's interesting because he never really calls her out but he says he has reason to believe that she's been fooling around Mm -hmm. so she doesn't confess but he has reason to believe i don't know but it kind of i feel like it kind of like negates the point it would be like like beyonce's lemonade yeah if all of a sudden at the end she was like she spent all like you she spent like 12 tracks like telling jay like to fuck off basically and then she was like but don't worry because like i've been sleeping with kanye you like it just like 
fuck you i slept with kanye <laughs> like it just doesn't for me i would be like oh well then what's the whole point why are you making such a big fuss out of all this other yeah. shit like i feel like this album has a really good flow like you said in the beginning about you know the story of the cheating the confessions and then burn you know the, the relationships over at the end and then it kind of switches to this like oh yeah getting all up and like getting busy with all these other girls and then he's also singing about you know a girl cheating on him too so you know there's a theme ish until we get to like the last half of the album and then it doesn't really match we have reached a point we have talked about everything that we like we've talked about everything that we don't like the way that we do things here on kiara gets drunk and talks about music is we give the album we're talking about a rating out of five in this case farah you and i have been enjoying alizé spritz spritzes spritzes spritzies what's the plural of spritz spritzes spritzes (laughs) interesting we need to give Usher's Confessions, a rating out of five. Mm. Where's your head at with this? What are your final closing comments on Confessions and what is your rating? I would give it a two and a half to a three. And Usher, I'm only being tough on you because like I said, the first half of the album, fantastic. Second half, didn't keep it up for me. Double entendre. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. I am definitely with you. If you had asked me 15 years ago about how much I love this album, I probably would have given it a higher rating than I'm about to in this mm-hmm. moment now. Um, I see. I see your. You said two and a half to a three. I'm gonna probably say two and a half. Okay. For me, it's half the songs that I uh, I like or mm-hmm. that I tolerate. I don't know if I'm going to go back and listen to Confessions. I'm not going to go back and listen to the latter half of this album for sure. And like, so I'll listen to Confessions Part 2. I'll listen to maybe Burn and like, yeah, like if it comes on at the mm-hmm. bar and stuff. But it's not going to be one that I could listen to for the rest of my life. Actually, I'm going to give this a two out of five. Ooh, let it burn. I already said I sing Confessions Part 2 in my car all the time. I'll keep doing that. That's one song out of fucking 21 yeah, that's a lot of songs. That is not a pass. Yeah. And like, I feel, you gotta go to night school. Mm-hmm, you gotta go to night <laughs> like, school. <laughs> like, you, you, you're not getting a credit. I'm no. sorry. Well, look, Farah, I, um, I really appreciate you coming and talking about this album with me today. I had so much fun with you. <laughs> Even though the album itself was not our favorite, I think we got through some good content. I think we did. And yes. uh, I'm just happy to have you on the pod. So thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. And now uh, we are going to finish our uh, Aperol spritzes and probably listen to Yeah like 20 times so that we can, you know. Alizé spritzes. What did I say? Aperol. Oh, shit. Alizé spritz. Sorry. Alizé spritzes? Yes. Alice, <laughs> you want to do that again? No, it's fine. Okay. <laughs>